Welcome to the I-29 MUU Dairy Podcast. I-29 MUU University is a consortium of land-grant universities in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. On today's podcast, we are discussing maintaining or maintaining or trading in skid steers. I'm Heidi Carroll, SDSU Extension Livestock Stewardship Field Specialist, I'm joined by Fred Hall, Iowa State University Dairy Extension Specialist in Northwest Iowa. Hello, Fred. Hello, Heidi. We uh, are hitting these topics that really need to be important for every producer. Uh, Today's topic of skid steers, I can't remember the last time I was on a dairy that didn't have a skid steer. So I think we're really hitting the right button here. If not more than one skid steer, for sure. So today we have a team of equipment technicians and sales with us from Farmers Implement and Irrigation in Brookings, South Dakota. Let's go around and introduce yourselves. I'm Dave Carroll from the Brookings store. I'm a service technician. I'm Russell Bierke, service manager for both locations in Watertown and Brookings. I'm Zane Watson. I'm sales manager for Brookings and Watertown location, Farmers Implement and Irrigation. I'm Nathan Hegg. I'm a salesman here at the Brookings location of Farmers Implement and Irrigation. I'm Keith Mack. I'm a salesperson at the Watertown location for Farmers Implement and Irrigation. And I'm Mark Peterson. I am also a salesman at the Brookings location for Farmers Implement. Okay, let's start off by discussing what do those units come into the shop most often for? Maybe give the top two or three things that everybody owns a skid steer is going to have to fix or replace. Well, one of the first things they come in for is servicing and making sure that they've got the oil changed and they're greased. They also have the attachment plate wears one of the first things to wear out on them because of all the motion and attaching and untaching they do to different implements. Producers, are they comfortable doing their own maintenance or is that still an area that they would prefer to come in and get that done by the shop? The bigger dairies are starting to have technicians out there to do some of the basic maintenance, but when it comes into the bigger repair items and they start to bring them in. What percent of the the units out there that you work on are track units versus tire units? There's more tired units than there are track units on the dairy. And I think that's mainly based on the cement. So what kind of maintenance differences are there between tracks and tires? There's a lot of difference there. Four hubs on a wheeled machine versus a track machine, you got six, I think it is on one side. So, I mean, there's just a lot more bearings on a track machine that possibly could have problems with or could not and then in the you know winter time if you don't clean the track out you'll freeze your track and then it won't be able to move so then you got to thaw the track out where the wheeled ones they're pretty easy to go through the winter with them you know worst case scenario you're gonna have a flat tire or bearing goes out so one of the things we've talked about before was the garden hose or the power washer versus air same principle use air to start with it depends on the condition that you're actually in a lot of the dairies they're in the slop what i've seen them you know they're pushing feed over to the cattle again or cleaning out the bedding areas and you know some areas it's that's pretty dry where you can blow it out but then when you're actually in the you know the liquid manure more 
then you're probably going to have to use a garden hose or, you know, power washer to try to get some of that off. Talk to us about what you see on average cost of some of those most common maintenance, as well as those most common repairs you referred to. If you're to do a service where you change engine oil and hydraulic and fuel filters and air filters and get the machine greased, you could be spending parts and labor up to $700 on a machine. And that's on a wheeled machine. The track machines, you're close to the same price, but there's a little bit less labor to service a track machine because you don't have to take wheels off to grease certain areas. So it's a little bit less on labor, but as far as parts are about the same. What about on that faceplate? Any estimates around there? The maintenance of the faceplate is just greasing, but once the bushings wear out, you'll want to make sure you're checking the pins to make sure they're not wearing and loose because if they get too loose the bushings will wear out of the faceplate and you'll either have to go get a machine shop to rebuild that or buy a faceplate and that could be upwards of two thousand dollars to have a attachment plate the two thousand is just the part that doesn't include you know the install time if you're to rebuild an attachment plate, you could spend about four hours labor to put new bushings and pins in it and put it back together and on the machine. Thanks for sharing that. On the sales size, what do you see most of the producers coming in and requesting? Do you have special requests or has it been they're all looking for about the same type of, of skid steer? I think every producer is different in that respect. You know, there's some guys, uh, like was mentioned before, uh, tracks don't work well for them. Other guys are, are out in the feedlot or they're in the mud and, and they need a track machine. There's all kinds of different options as far as skid steers go. A lot of our dairies we see will like the joystick controls as opposed to the, the older style hand and foot controlled models. I think uh, the amount of time that they spend in these machines is way more than anybody else, any other kind of producer. And so they like that ease of use and the less fatigue that's involved with the all hand controls versus the hand and foot controls. Most dairies are just looking for, you know, pretty basic skid steer and they don't need all the bells and whistles on them. It's kind of scary. Last summer, I had the opportunity to get into a skid steer and to date myself, I started out with an old Mustang, hand and foot operation. And this joystick, that takes a little bit for an old man to get used to. But once I got onto it, wow, talk about efficient movement. Kind of moving back to the topic there, what's the average life of a machine? You know, is there some point where you say, be considering changing if you've done your maintenance? Uh, once you either get so many years of life or so many hours, it's time to consider. Just like any piece of equipment, I mean, the maintenance is going to determine how long that machine is going to last. When it comes to trading them in, I feel like trade range for the, the best opportunity for customer to hold his equity together in a machine is between that 2000 and 2500 hours. I feel like that's where the best advantage is for if they want to buy a new one and trade in, trade in their used one for what we're able to allow for that unit. And it, and it just balances out best in that trade range. Start creeping up over 3000 hours and the value goes 
down on those units considerably, but still have a, quite a bit of life left in them to the point of maybe a thousand fifteen hundred hours you you once you get over that 4500 mark though they become still a usable machine but you you start wondering where is that going to end up i mean we have seen some skid loaders at eight and nine thousand hours but the maintenance schedule on those was on par and they were very well taken care of from the time they were new and that sort of thing so i'm going to say somewhere between 4500 and 8000 hours between those two you can probably plan on some type of a major repair on that front okay let's look at it from i'm a, a smaller dairy uh, i'm going to go in and buy a used machine a couple of things that I need to be looking at and paying attention to other than just the total hours on the unit. So you're definitely going to want to uh, find out where it came from, first off. See what kind of a life it had coming up as a new from a new machine to a used machine. A lot of things that we're going to check on is hydros. Is it creeping? Is everything square that way? Leaks, that sort of thing. Lots of maintenance checkpoints just make sure that it's overall a clean sound machine you don't want it to have any leaks you don't want it to creep you want it to start up like it's supposed to and that sort of thing you know as far as selecting a machine you know you just want to get in and operate make sure everything works like as it should these machines are not terribly complicated for the most part and when you get in and operate one you can tell one that's half wore out between one that's been well maintained usually fairly easily you know, you get in it and lift the arms up in the air, swing it back to four, see how far those booms will wobble side to side. You know, you check to see how tight everything as far as the attachment plate is on the front. And like Zane said, the leaks and whatnot too. So it's it's not rocket science. I also wanted to add to something that, that uh, was talked about as far as holding your equity on these machines is some of these machines get used very, very, very hard in a, in a dairy setting. So a dairy skid steer is going to lose value in most cases, a lot faster than in any other application. So some of these guys, you know, may need to think about trading more often than that to hold their equity together. Because, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to see a machine uh, that we sold new come back in, you know, maybe a year, maybe 18 months to a, to a year even. And the thing is hardly sellable. It's hardly able, you're hardly able to resell that machine at that time because it had such a hard life. So it, it all depends how well the machine's taken care of and everything, but uh, the dairy application is, is very hard on equipment and skid steers. Uh, and I was just thinking the same from doing the math there on the number of hours. If you're using it eight to 10 hours a day on a dairy, you're, you're turning that machine over about every year versus if you're going to try to push it to 8,000 hours with a little lighter use, maybe you can get it close to the three-year mark, but but definitely uh, we agree with you. It, it's a hard environment. One of the things that we've proposed to some dairies is Maybe adding machines so that they can rotate those across different applications on the farm to keep it in, in cleaning the barn for a short period of time and then move it maybe to feed pile or then move it to another just another application and, and rotate those around to where the hour usages start varying so that they can stretch that out to maybe a two or three year trade. Because what we do notice is if you can get to the two-year mark in that 2,500-hour range, that works out a lot better for you than if you hit 2,500 hours in the first 12 months. Because at that point, the, the equity and everything just doesn't work out as well as it should. The other thing we've looked at is 
mentioning the point of daily washes after it's pushed the barn get it in get it washed off immediately so that that manure doesn't have the acid eating through the the paint and, and everything to help keep that machine looking and as good as it can lots of things that way i mean the daily wash thing i know there's a dairy up north that does that and a lot of people came and tell if that machine came out of a dairy a lot of extra time and maintenance in doing that but uh, they're able to trade considerably better than the average. So I think another thing we've seen transition to as well, Fred, maybe is just barns incorporating more technology on the manure handling side inside the barn. So our skid steers maybe aren't the ones actually pushing in the freestall barn as much. Maybe they're pushing and and managing the sand lanes. So I think some of the technologies as newer barns are built or upgraded may hopefully help them save some uh, wear and tear on those machines that have a, a pretty high paycheck to them. Well, let's go around. What's our some closing tips and comments for producers and owners to help prolong the life or that you just want them to to consider as uh, they either trade or continue to maintain their skid steers? Just basically keep up on your daily and weekly maintenance as well as uh, all of your hour increments because a lot of people overlook the skid steer and it's uh, usually the first one that gets used and the last one that gets maintained on on all farms doesn't matter uh, which one you're talking about dairy feedlot or even a hay operation they're just usually the last one people look at but it's the first one everybody grab pay close attention to the hour increments and make sure you're doing your daily weekly routine um, maintenance and you're going to have a machine that's going to last you a long time. And finally, uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention safety around these units. You've got a lot of moving parts close in on you. Seatbelts are there for a reason. Use them. Make sure that if something isn't right on the machine, that gets checked first before you try to, uh, well, I can get this done before I have to, to do this and put yourself in in jeopardy so Heidi anything else one thing I was going to add when you talk about cost of maintenance and replacement cost etc most new machines are covered by a two-year and or 2,000 hour warranty in the skid steer world first year being unlimited hours from a dealer's perspective if you're in a situation where you, you've got a very high hour use machine, so in other words, you already know that you're going to surpass possibly the, the, the 2,000 hours in the first year that you own that, it might be something that you want to visit with your dealer about so that a person gets set up on a rotation whereby coming out of that first purchase at about 1,500 hours, which then gives the dealer an opportunity to still have 500 hours left under warranty and be covered that. Great tip there, Keith. Thank you. Dave, any uh, tips or tricks to how to make the mechanic's life easier when you have service calls on skid steers? goes back to trying to keep them clean. You know, there's uh, access panels underneath. There's a lot of people that don't realize that they're there, you know, take them off and as you're trying to wash machine, try to wash the belly out a little bit. I know some of these dairies, they got volume hose or whatever, like a fire hose that they can kind of put in the bot belly of the skid loaders and that'll help flush the manure, the feed and stuff like that out of the bottom. 
but it's just one of those things that try to keep it as clean as possible because the manure will eat the steel pipes and you know on the inside where there's a lot of people that don't realize what can get in the bottom of one of those machines and when we go to open it up it's like oh it's full (laughs) you can't see the lines you can't see nothing and you just start digging and you'll have a couple hours trying to clean them out that definitely adds to the bill on the labor side so good tip there well thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of i-29 muu dairy be sure to check out the episode notes for more information from our sponsors I-29 MooU is an equal opportunity provider for the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries go to extension.iastate.edu forward slash diversity forward slash ext.